In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So we are in the third Sunday of the Advent month of Kiach. And in case, I always like to start with like an overview, like a macro level of where, where the story is, and then we'll kind of dig down into today's uh, particular message. So in the month of Kiach, we read the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, all four of the Sundays. Okay, so we take basically chapter 1 is 80 verses, we divide it into four weeks. And then when you add Christmas on January 6th, that's five readings of Kiach, and there's a, there's a parallel, there's a symmetry to them. The first two weeks of Kiach, the first half of Luke chapter 1, we hear of two annunciations, okay, where an angel came to someone and said, you're going to have a baby. Week 1, the angel came to? Zacharias and his lovely wife, Elizabeth, okay, name means a lot to me, it's a very good name, okay, and then the second week, angel came to St. Mary, okay, that's an important one, okay, that's last week, that's what Christmas is all about, angel came to St. Mary, so the first two weeks, it's you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby, the last two weeks is the deliverance of those babies, okay, so next week, we will have the deliverance of the first baby, of John the Baptist, that's when his birth, and then Christmas, obviously, is the birth of Jesus Christ. So you have, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby, you had your baby, you had your baby. And then there's this middle week. And the middle week is what happens is when these two mothers meet each other. When Elizabeth and Virgin Mary have this interaction with each other, when, one, when Elizabeth goes to visit Virgin Mary. And each of them says a beautiful speech. Of course, Elizabeth is beautiful, and we can spend a lot of time focusing on that, but we're going to take a little bit of time and focus on what Virgin Mary said, because Virgin Mary, the mother of God, spoke very, very, very little, but man, oh man, it's powerful. And she had that famous speech. The speech starts off by saying what? What's the first words? My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Just as a programming note, St. Mary says, my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. So because of that, we like to say... It's not like a, a ritual of the church, something we like. There's a hymn, Rejoice, O Mary. You know the hymn, Rejoice, O Mary? We like to say it on this Sunday, so we're going to say it today after we finish the sermon. Just because St. Mary said in the sermon, or in the gospel, my spirit rejoices. So then we have to sing the hymn that says, Rejoice, O Mary. Okay, so just in case you're wondering why we say that, that's why. Usually we say it during the fast of the Virgin, but when it's in there, you can't not say it. So anyway, so Virgin Mary, let's see her praise. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. But behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. What's the spirit you're getting from Virgin Mary right here? Summarize this. Give me, give me like, a, uh, like a caption for what St. Mary is saying right now. What's she saying? What's like her... Okay, uh, I have to speak in 2023 language. Give me an emoji to fit what she's saying right here. What emoji would you choose for this? My daughter always laughs at me because I always, anytime I want to put an emoji, I go through the whole list and I always end up using only one or two of them, okay? I just use the same two, but I always go through the whole list and I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this? She's like, dad, don't use that, whatever. Okay, so what emoji, like which one would you put right here? This, you wouldn't put the, you'd put the, right? Like there's a difference, right? Right? Am I right, kids? Okay. The kids know the difference between the, like just the smile and then the teeth and then the teeth, teeth, okay? You might go with that one right now because she's acting as, she, as if she won the lottery right now. She's asking as if the greatest thing that ever happened to all the world. He has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. Henceforth, all generations call me blessed. 
He who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arms, scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, put down the mighty from their thrones, exalted the lowly, filled the hungry with good things. The rich he has sent away empty, helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. You would say like right now, Virgin Mary, this praise, this is like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. And we understand it because we're like, yeah, Christmas is the greatest thing. Glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill towards men. We understand it. Joy to the world. We understand it. But let me just ask you a question right now. As I'm listening to this praise, as you're listening to this praise, do you understand what she's saying? Do you understand what she's saying? Understand what, imagine that you don't know the story of the gospel and you just showed up. Okay, so she said right here, he who is mighty has done great things for me. Okay, that's the first thing she said. Then she said, okay, he has shown strength. How about this one right here? Scatter the proud of the imagination of their hearts. Put down the mighty from their thrones, exalted the Lord. You know what she's saying? She's saying those kings and those people who are mighty in this world, they're nothing compared to the true king because he has put them down from their thrones. He's exalted the lowly. She's saying the next one, he filled the hungry with good things. She's saying there's so many people who are hungry in this world, so many people who are in need of nourishment, and he has filled them all. And my question to you is, has he done any of those things? Like she's praising as if the world is different right now and the world has changed. Like this is a person, this is a poor person, just give an analogy, a poor person who says, I won the lottery, I won the lottery, I won the lottery. And then they go back to their house and they live in a dinky little house and they're still wearing the ripped jeans, but not like the ripped jeans style, like the, the ripped, ripped. And they don't have anything to eat and they're dancing around. I won the lottery, I won the lottery, I won the lottery. And then you look around and say, are you sure you did? Because I got news for you. The mighty who were on their thrones the day before this praise are still on their thrones the day after the praise, right? Like she's saying right here, uh, he's put down the mighty from the thrones, exalted the lowly. He has helped, how about this one? Helped his servant Israel. That expression, he helped his servant Israel, what they're thinking is they're under occupation from the Romans and they're being oppressed. They're being heavily taxed. There's many poor, there's many who can't find food. And she's saying the hungry all have food. And the hungry people in the street are like, no, we don't. And the people who are being oppressed, and she's like, he's helped Israel. And they're like, no, he hasn't, because we're still under oppression. Do you see where I'm going with this? So how does this make any sense? Watch this one. Did God do all these things already? Yes or no? Did he do it or not do it? Yes. <laughs> because it would be a silly question to ask if the answer was no. Okay, it wouldn't be a very smart sermon question. How yes? The answer is yes because she said it. I'm, I'm not a very smart person, but I know past, present, and future tense when it came to English. Okay, we learned that in fourth grade or whatever it was. And I know it says, he has filled, which means it happened yesterday. He has helped yesterday. The rich he has sent away yesterday. She's not talking about future. She's not saying he will fill. She's not saying he will send away the rich. He will exalt the lowly. He will scatter the proud. She's not saying that. It's all past tense. So how has it already happened if it hasn't already happened? Very good. It's the key is in understanding the difference between God's time and my time. God's time and my time are not the same. God speaks 
And God's time, okay, think of, like, my time is chronological. One, year one, then year two, then year three, then year four, then year five, okay? Four can never come before three, and three can never come before two. It's just sequential, it's chronological. But God, okay, think of the timeline inside, like, a, a big ball, like, a, you know, like the, the, the globe things, okay? Think of, like, a timeline inside the globe. God is the globe. God is the globe. So God, there's no time. So when God speaks... Like God is the one who says open and it's open and no man shuts and God is the one who says shut and no man can open it. St. Mary was smart enough to figure that out. I want to say it this way. Okay, this is something that I personally have been saying a lot recently and I think it's perfect timing for this. There are many things in life where God, when God wants to solve a problem, okay, this is important. When God wants to solve a problem, he usually doesn't give answers. He usually gives promises. When God wants to do something mighty and do something great, and God wants to answer your prayer, he usually doesn't give answers. Or maybe a better way is he doesn't give solutions. He doesn't work thunder and lightning. What he usually works is, is with a promise. He gives a promise of something to come. He doesn't, he, very rarely, okay, I'm not saying never, very rarely though, when God wants, like in the Acts, we read about um, the Israelites when they were in oppression and Moses, and Moses was going to free them, okay? And if you remember, it's in Exodus chapter 2 that God comes to Moses and says, or Exodus chapter 3, but in, actually in Exodus 2, God says, I have heard the cry of my people, and I'm coming to deliver them. I've come to deliver them. God says that in Exodus 2. They're not actually free till Exodus 14, but when God said it in Exodus 2, they were free because he gave the promise and it was just a matter of time before the receiving of the promise. So I say it this way. This is what St. Mary would have said, and this is what I would say. I say there's many things in life where I know, and I hope you can say the same thing. When God gives a promise, I know where we're going to end up. But I have no idea how we're going to get there. See the difference? I know how we're going to end up. I know where we're going to end up. I know exactly where we're going to end up. There are like seven or eight things in my life right now. I know exactly where it's going to end. I don't have the faintest idea how we're going to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how painful it's going to take. I don't know how much effort it's going to take. But I know where we're going to end up. Because when God promises, God promises. And when God says, God says. And when God says, just like right here. Just like right here. God said, you're going to have a baby. And this is what kind of baby he's going to be. Elizabeth, he's going to be the greatest. And he's going to preach. And he's going to bring people to repentance. It's going to be, it's going to be. Now, it might take some time, but it's going to be, it's going to be. Same thing when he said to St. Mary, you're going to have a child, and that child's going to be the savior of the world. That's why St. Mary said, wow, I whose world receives salvation. The hungry is filled, the, the, the lowly has been exalted. And you're like, St. Mary, nothing has happened. Nothing has, you even had a baby yet. Like, you're still pregnant. And you know when the baby comes, it's not like the baby came out with, like, weapons and armor and started shooting the bad guys. Like, the baby didn't come out like Rambo baby. The baby just came out and just sat there. Okay, well, maybe next week. And the baby sat there for another week. And maybe the baby sat there for another week. And the baby kept sitting there and just doing nothing other than what babies do. Spitting and, and, and crying. There's just like, so where's the promise? Where's the answer? No, 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 no. When God says, it's just a matter of time. When God, that's why pregnancy, okay, is, is a theme of this month. Because pregnancy means once God puts the baby inside, okay, we believe that what God puts that baby inside the moment of conception, God puts it, it's just a matter of time. How long will it take? Usually nine months. Some go a little bit late. Some come out a little bit early. But once the baby's in there, 
Once the baby's in the oven, it's coming out. The baby's not going like once. So that, that's what God is doing right now in this world. God plants promises. God plants promises. We want God to give us children. God doesn't give us children. God plants promises. God doesn't give solutions. God gives promises. And then something Elizabeth said to summarize this. She said about St. Mary, blessed is she who blanked. Blessed is she who blanked. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which are told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things told her from the Lord. That's what I want to be said about me and you. That's what I want the angels to be up in heaven saying, blessed is he who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things told him from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. There'll be a fulfillment of those things told him from the Lord. I'm going to give you a perfect picture of what it means, of what this looks like. Open your, uh, your phones to the Bible. I want you to go to today's readings. I want to go to the Pauline epistle. So you have Coptic reader, go to the Pauline epistle. Make sure you already know this because you did the readings in advance. So you already have your Coptic reader set to the Sunday readings, not the day's readings because we're doing the Sunday readings. But if you don't know what a Coptic reader is, go to Romans chapter four. That's the passage I want to get to. Romans chapter four. The Pauline epistle spoke about what great character from the Old Testament. Romans chapter four, quick, quick. Who, what, who? David, no. Abraham. There should, at least the guy who read it should know, right? Like you read it. You didn't even know. Okay, that's okay. It's about Abraham. And St. Paul goes through this long thing. We're going to go to the end of chapter 4 in verse 20-something or other. St. Paul goes through this long thing about Abraham and about how Abraham got the greatest blessing of all, father of nations. Why? Not because he did circumcision, but because he believed the promise that God gave before he was circumcised. God gave him the promise, and Abraham believed it, and from that moment, it was done. And then eventually, Abraham did some stuff. Eventually, Abraham did circumcision. Eventually, Abraham got... I, but it wasn't the circumcision. It wasn't his action. It was the belief at the beginning. That's the beginning of chapter 4. But here's the part that I want. Go to verse 18. This is... If you are ever down in faith, read Romans chapter 4, this passage. And I'm telling you, like, there's like six verses that are golden verses. I don't have time to talk about them all. It says, right... Well, I'm going to start in verse 17 just because I like it so much. It says, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, this is not part of it, but just as such a beautiful expression, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's not part of my sermon. That's just an extra bonus, extra credit nugget for you. God who calls those things, look what it says. God who calls those things which do not exist as though they did. You know what that means? Is we look at it and speak, we speak about like, that's nothing. And God's like, you don't see that? God speaks about things that don't exist as if they're like solid as a rock. God speaks about things because God in his time, the snow globe, we're like, but nothing, we see nothing. And God's like, you don't see that I'm in the, like, actually maybe a better expression. Here we are running down here on this world, okay? And we're running on different things. God is the roof. And God's on top of it all. And we're like, but I don't see anything here. I don't see anything. And God's like, you don't see what I see. God calls things as, they, as they, they didn't exist as though they did. That's a beautiful expression, but that's not us. Verse 18, watch this. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall, you, so shall your descendants be. Contrary to hope, in hope believed. What does that mean? That means that he was smart enough to know that what my eyes see is different than what really is. Because my eyes see nothing, 
But what God said exists is something. So let me ask you the question. When your eye sees nothing, when your eye sees no answer, when your eye sees no hope, but God said, no, there's hope. Which one overrides the other? Abraham said, my eyes see nothing. Science tells me there's nothing. Actually, it's the next verse. Okay, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. Science says you're not going to have a baby. Science says your wife definitely not going to have a baby. Like maybe you got a shot at 100, but she's at like 80 something like that. The science says that's not going to happen. Your eyes say that's not going to happen. Your neighbors say that's not going to happen. Everything in the world says that's not going to happen. On one side, on the other side of the scale, you have one word from God that that's going to happen. Which one? Which one is stronger? Very good, okay? But it's only stronger if we believe. It's only stronger if we believe. If Abraham did not believe, Abraham's lack of faith, if he, our lack of faith makes void the promise of God. Because blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things told her from the Lord. Versus, it doesn't say blessed are those who doubted, who complained, who whined, who didn't, didn't see, and they'll be fulfilled. No, that's not how it works. It keeps going. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, being, giving glory to God. Watch this. And being fully convinced. That's a circleable word. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Abraham is the perfect picture of faith, because Abraham had nothing except one thing, a word from God, a promise from God. And he held that promise so tight. He held that promise so tight. He held that promise so tight. And everyone said, it's not going to happen. And it give it up, Abraham. He, Abraham held the promise so tight. And that's why he received the fulfillment. And the father of many nations. And notice, even when Abraham died, he was, not the fa- he was the father of many nations who only didn't have that many kids. Okay, it's not like he had, like Jacob at least had like the 12 kids. So you could, see, you could see the path to father of all nations from Jacob. But Abraham, you couldn't see anything, okay? Because he was just kind of Isaac and he had that, you know, this, the situation with the other guy, Ishmael. So he kind of, but Abraham held on to that promise from God. And Virgin Mary, that was her. Angels said, you're going to have a baby and that baby's going to change everything. And she said, the world is now a different place. And everyone looked and said, no, it's not. But blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of those things told her from the Lord. So what I want us to go, the mindset that we need to have, is like I said, is I know where I'm going to end up. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how painful it's going to be. And that's the important part. Because so many times we're like, but God said, but I didn't receive. God said and I didn't receive are not contrary to one another. They're not. Get that out of your mind. That God said, and I didn't receive. Those are not opposed to each other. Actually, they're working in line with each other. God said, and in his perfect time, he will provide. Okay, but God said has nothing to do with I didn't receive. Blessed is she who believed. The fulfillment of those things told her from the Lord. What I want us to have, the mindset. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how painful it is. But I have no doubt that God will get us there. I know where God's going to get us because he said, I received that promise from the Lord. And I know where we're, and once we receive that promise from the Lord, we hold on to it, we hold on to it, we hold on to it, and we fight for it. We do whatever it takes to get ourselves there. Because I'm telling you, God 
okay, the... I won't, uh, I won't say. Christmas time is all about somebody coming and giving gifts. Okay. So God is the real. Okay. God is the real who comes and he's giving gifts. And he's giving gifts on Christmas. And he's giving gifts. And he's giving gifts. But the gifts are not solutions. But the gifts are, are promises. So you're going to get gifts tomorrow or Sunday or Monday or whatever day you get your gifts. You're going to get a nice, you're going to get a tie and a mug that says best dad ever. Okay. Whatever. Like you're going to get your gift. But I'm telling you. Don't let this season go by without getting a promise from God, a promise from heaven, because that promise, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things told her from the Lord. Glory be to God forever. Amen.